Welcome to the Calyrex Game Corner's Pokemon D&D campaign, featuring Cindy, a young vagabond from the Hoenn region with pyromaniac tendencies, Gimli, a stocky, burly miner from Sinnoh looking for his lost son, Elodie, an enthusiastic foodie and baker from Kalos, and Schmidt, an enigmatic man from Johto with a duck. My name is Rich, and I'm the Game Master, and this is Dunsparce and Drampa. We all find ourselves at the northern crux of Mauville, leading towards Route 111, but we think we might make a quick errand first. What are we thinking? I found Sam. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I have a business card that says where she is. Let me read it. Finally pulling out the business card a few sessions later. <laughs> um, oh, weird. Can't believe we have that. <laughs> Literally never read it. I'm trying to think of like how many IRL months we've had that. <laughs> It's um, got to be close to six, right? Yeah, it's it's almost it's been a while. It's like half a year. Elodie pulls out and observes the business card. The name in a very professional font says Symmetra Redtree. She works at Selfco as the technology innovation administrator. There's an address. Oh, Jeez, that's Selfco. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't I call Sus like the second I saw her? <laughs> you could have found this out like months ago. But... <laughs> yeah, just by taking out the freaking just by looking at it. You could also have learned her last name, uh, which is pretty cool. Anyways, that's what you learn. That's what you discover. That reveal would have been so killer if we did it in the opposite order. <laughs> like we knew about Sofco. It's like da da, and now it's like wait. <laughs> I, are we going to Sofco? I guess. Is that? Is I feel that like we play? should be cautious with what we tell Sam now that we know she works for Selfco. She, but she did like she fought against that, like she the did. like energy people. Well, that's where that's it's true. like, hmm, is it interesting that maybe they're just it's the same thing as before with when Team Rocket was taking them, where they're like almost going on. Selfco is just always the victim. Yeah, I mean, I'm cool with, like, at least being careful with what we say, but, like, still going to visit her. Yeah. Yes. Okay. You all march on to Sylphco. There's uh, a big sliding glass door, and it opens for you. It seems like the building did not, was not impervious to the attack. It seems like there's a couple hall windows that have been blown out, and uh, there's a little chunk on the upper left side of the building that's gone missing. And the inside is in a little bit of disarray. There's some furniture that's kind of scattered around. There's a lot of like muddy footsteps and uh, there's lots of people who are in business casual and business formal clothing who are moving boxes around and rushing around doing work related things. There is like a front desk and there's a receptionist who is answering a phone call. Is this the same I... building we were running around in when that was like the team Neoractic Rocket Galactic Situation where we were all in fake uniforms. Roll a history. The party members. I rolled a seventeen history. on the dice. Yeah, it's. You, I it, need to find my papers. It's fine. You you are certain <laughs> it's the same building. Great. Okay. <laughs> Fun. I'm going to wait patiently at the receptionist for her to get off her phone call. Sure. Yeah, she's chatting. She's spitting some mumbo jumbo about products and services that you don't quite understand. Um, there is a little directory in front of her that's on a little oh. easel, and perhaps that might give you the information that you seek. 
Yeah, I'm going to read that directory. Yeah, it's got a whole list of departments, but I think the one that you are concerned with, which is technology innovation, is on the 16th floor. Are there elevators nearby? Yeah. Should we just go up? You can try. Okay. I'm going to try to call an elevator. Okay. You uh, you press the button, and the light turns on, and it arrives at the bottom, and it goes bing bong, and the doors open. Okay. Does everyone enter? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. You, uh, Elodie presses the 16 button. She observes that there are, in fact, 45 floors to this building. She presses the 16, the door closes, the elevator ascends, and nothing bad happens. The doors open, <laughs> and you find yourself in a very nicely furnished reception area to this department. There's big leafy palms, and there's a series of like very. You ever see like pictures or videos of like what like Google's offices look like? They're they're very modern. There's like art everywhere, and there aren't cubicles. Like there's desks that are kind of connected in like a a very pleasing pattern. This floor doesn't seem to have incurred terrible damage. Uh, it's like a little smoky in a corner, but besides that, it seems fine. Uh, there's a whole bunch of people scooting around, and there's a single closed office at the end of the hallway. No one seems to be concerned with your presence. There's no like receptionist like for this floor. There's just people. Um, yeah, it's it's a very kind of modern environment. So it's not your traditional, like, there's a secretary in the front. Like, there's just people mm -hmm. working on computers. And there's, like, someone on a treadmill who's watching TV. And they're in, like, kind of formal business clothes. But, like, hey, it's a hip and groovy workplace, so why not? There's some Pokemon out and about. Um, there is a Magnemite that is buzzing around. It is messing with, like, a computerized stack of something that has like lights and switches on it it's just poking around at it having a good time um there's a goofy little lizard guy he's got a stripe on his belly he's got big eyes and he's carrying a box of papers and yeah that's what you see can i like ask like the nearest person that i can yeah that's what i was thinking yeah. find like hi do you know where symmetra is sure yeah you you tap on this dude's shoulder he's the closest to the door he's working on something there's a big spreadsheet on his monitor. And he says, yeah, her office is just right down the hall. And he points to the closed door. Well, let's go. Fun. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Thanks, dude. Okay. Do you knock? Do you barge in? <laughs> I think I think we're going to knock. Yeah, I think we'll knock here. I'm not going <laughs> to tackle the door. Okay. It seems like Elodie's kind of taking charge for these interactions. You knock on the door. Yeah. Okay. You do that. Um, there's a slight pause after you knock and then the door handle like jiggles in like a inconfident kind of manner and the door opens to reveal that it wasn't opened carefully because it was opened by frostbite um, there is a glorious darkish purple pokemon with feigned teeth and a beautiful pink mane who greets you and smiles and goes Wah! you can see Symmetra in the corner she's sitting at a nice oak desk and she is kind of packing up a backpack. She is looking a little bit less formal, like in the power suit that you saw before. And she's looking more like ex exploration mode, Symmetra, that you met when you first met her. Um, she says, oh, hi. Hi, everyone. It's so good to see you. Come in. What brings you to my office today? Hey, we just wanted to check on how you were doing after everything that happened yesterday. 
right? It was two or three two days, days ago. ago. Two or Something three. like that. The you, other st- day. you stayed at the stronghold for a while. Yeah. She says, yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a bit of a time, you could say. I don't, you know, we're still recovering from it as a company. It was kind of hard on us, but I'm pleased to find that my higher ups want me to take another business trip. So I'm really excited to get out of the office and get out of the city for a little bit because I was so eager to get back. But it turned out that only bad things happened when I came back. So I'm just getting ready to go. What what are you all up to? What are you doing? Oh, we're getting ready to go as well. Oh, yeah. Where are you off we're to? Going, uh, we're, we're heading towards Jagged Pass or something we wanted to check out a while ago. So. Where are you headed? She says, well, I know my destination. I'm going to this archaeological site that is somewhat between Fall Arbor and Rustboro, but I haven't decided on what route I want to take, but I know I have to get there. There's there's an ancient cave, and apparently that there's something that my boss wants me to take a look at. I don't know. Sounds where? very cool. It's like, where's that um, on our map? <laughs> yeah, we, we can like have a map. Somebody who's familiar with caves in our party. Oh, true. <laughs> Love caves. <laughs> yeah, we'll just send Gimli with them. <laughs> Casually. Well, we'll just not have them in our party. No, 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 no. If we looked at our map. That's what you wanted, right? Yeah, I want to see where, where that destination is. If we looked at our map, would you be able to get to this destination on the path that we are headed? She says, well, yeah, it depends. It depends on where you're going. Um, the place that I'm off to is colloquially named uh, Meteor Falls. Do you look at your map? Yes. Yes. So the smoky volcano is Mount Chimney. So that's where Jagged Pass is. That's on the southern face below it is, is Lava Ridge. Um, yep. Directly to the west of the volcano is like these kind of cratery mountains. That's where Symmetra is going. The meteor falls. They're basically going to roughly the same location. Yes. So what Sam is saying is that she could go straight west and then go north. Or she could go north with you guys and then go west. It depends on what you wish to offer. I was like, do you 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 want company? <laughs> you want to travel with us? We're going north and then west. Sam says, sure, might as well. Just like old times, right? Right. Um, Frostbite yeah, right. lets out a little happy cheer. Goes, Wee! and it seems like they're all ready to go if you are. Absolutely. Great. Sounds good. Go team. Commit doesn't say anything, but is giving her a suspicious eye. Do you want to make like an insight check or something? No. Okay. I think mostly Schmidt wants to make his intentions known, not really actually do anything about it. Do you want me to have Symmetra see if she notices your side eye? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> RP. Uh, she doesn't. She rolls awesome. pretty low. She's just more excited that uh, she's getting back with the group, so to speak, because yeah. she had a really good time with you all. Yeah, the gang's back together. I roll an insight check. Sure. I was going to say, can one of us roll one? <laughs> no, nah, I'm too dumb. All right, insight's wisdom. I've Plus one. That's an 18. 18. She, everything she's told you is the truth. She hasn't been lying about anything. Um, she does really want to get out of town. And she is a little concerned with the nature of her assignment. But she's kind of not really letting that show. Um, she's more taking it from the grateful route that she gets to get out of Mauville for a while. Because she does not want to be here. All right. All right. Right. Start our travels. You exit the office. Some of her employees say, bye, Sam. We'll miss you. And she says, I'll see you all soon. I'll be back in a couple weeks. You descend the elevator and you have the classic waiting for the elevator to come up and take you down. Um, it's a little awkward. So to avoid this, Symmetra says, well, I hope you and your Pokemon are doing well. H- how are those Swablus that attacked me that one time? You want to comment? 
Uh, how you is that Swablu that attacked yeah. me that one time? Well, I mean, you have some Swablu, so. I, I have a Swablu. That's Patricia, yeah, right? Yeah, you have Patricia. <laughs> yeah. Well, attacking Sam, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's hard out here being a pop star, you know? <laughs> Facts. <laughs> it's hard out here being a pop star. Part of me wants to like get a charisma check on that, but like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, do it. Do if you it. want to, so if, if 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 you want to roll it, you can. All right, I'll roll a dice. <laughs> Add your proficiency because like you're like a you're like a persuader kind of like my charisma is zero. Okay, so oh, I, I am proficient, isn't? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm proficient in persuasion, so that's plus two, so yeah. eighteen total. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, you are. She's like soaked. <laughs> It doesn't really. It doesn't really answer her question, but she's like, "Ah, Schmidt's cool. That's great." (laughs) Um, you you get in the elevator, you descend. Is there any other thing that you want to do in this building or in Mauville before you take off towards Route One Eleven? Um, I'm sure we'll talk on our our walk. Sure. Yeah. Before we leave, though, yeah, we can leave the building. Okay. The party Mm. plus Symmetra now finds themselves at the southern foot of Route One Eleven, just north of Mauville City. It's a temperate and cloudy day as the transition between summer and autumn can be notably felt in the chill and consistent mountain air breeze. The route ahead is a mountain pass. Two rocky cliffs neighbor the party to the east and to the west, with one narrow pathway stretching north. Despite the rocky soil, the grass and foliage along this passageway are demonstrably healthy, likely as a result of the volcanic ash and soot that usually enriches the earth in this part of Hoenn. As the party marches forward, they can't help but notice their path on this route is a gradual but noticeable uphill incline. Like an earthen sentinel off in the distance looms a mighty volcanic mountain, the likes of which is assumed to be Mount Chimney, the peak obscured by clouds. A little ways up this hill on the left is a quaint babbling brook, with a modestly sized home perched in the elbow of a stream. An old and weathered sign out front says, Windstraight Estate with a newer piece of wood appended that reads, now teaching powerful techniques to determined Pokemon. There's a pair of mighty dark wood trees out front that have dramatic contusions in their bark on their north-facing sides. The damage seems strangely familiar to you. What do you do? Anybody want to learn cool techniques? Of course. Sure. I love learning. Not really. These people look busy. <laughs> uh, there's no people outside. They, look, no they look busy. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Pretty busy. Um, um, there's some. Symmetra seems down. She's like, yeah, we, we could yeah, give that a shot. Not, yeah. Does everyone go up to the door, knock on it, etc.? I'll go first and knock on. Yeah. It. Okay, Schmidt, are you following behind, or are you just gonna do something else? Uh, yeah, I guess I'm just going to the flow, man. Okay. Cool. The party of five and the Pokemon that you happen to have out with you go knock on the door. There's a little bit of shuffling and a tall man, nice and muscular with a beard, opens up. He says, hey, welcome, trainers. Come on in. Welcome to the Winstrate Estate. Do you enter? Yes. Great. You're in like a pretty nice one floor house. It seems like that this has been a home to a large family for a long time. It is very well decorated with all sorts of trinkets and knickknacks and beautiful art and large shelves that are full of books and many, many photographs along the walls. There is an old woman in a rocking chair and she is knitting. He says, really pleased to meet you all. My name is Vito. Been around the block for a while, been a battler for a long time, and I'm happy to teach you some techniques if your Pokemon are willing. 
I'd love to. Yeah. Absolutely. Sounds yeah. awesome. Absolutely. He says, all right, who's up first? He's looking around. I said awesome. solely out. Yeah. Okay. Solely hits the field. A beautiful nine-tailed fox with wispy tails swaying in the wind. Even though we are inside, they have a magical quality to them. He says, oh, great. I love nine tails. Cool. What moves does this thing know right now? Good question. It knows. <laughs> it only knows flamethrower, quick attack, baby doll eyes, and roar. He says, hmm. All right. I think I can work with that. And he sends out a Pokemon of his own on his belt in a premier ball. Out comes a large gorilla-like Pokemon with flaming eyebrows. He says, it's your turn, Darmanitan. Darmanitan hits the field and the house shakes a little bit. And it goes, Brr. He says, this is my trusty fire type. Had him for a couple decades now. I think we could try and teach your Pokemon the move overheat if they're willing. Do you want to give that a shot? Um, he says, we probably shouldn't be setting things on fire inside, so let's step out for a bit. And he takes you out a side door that leads to like a battle pitch, a sandy battle pitch right next to the river. He instructs Darmanitan to use overheat with the classic Darmanitan now. And Darmanitan beats his chest and out comes just a giant torrent of fire all around its body, which solely graciously absorbs because of its flash fire ability. Now, roll and nature for solely. Uh, I just got a nat 20. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's go. As Darmanitan lets off the overheat, Soli just absorbs it, consumes it, and her eyes kind of flash a, a deep red and then just expels the overheat back. Because of the ultimate success of, of this move, uh, you are welcome to learn it as a fifth move, if you'd like. Whoa! Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Gaming? Cool. Yeah, Soli has mastered overheat in one go. Very cool. Um, Symmetra's very impressed. She's like, wow, Soli's gotten so much stronger. You must be such a good battler now. Um, Vito is very impressed. He says, that's awesome. Uh, that's the only fire type technique I have right now. Who's up next? Uh, I'll send Trevor out. Okay. Trevor hits the field. He says, oh, a rock type. Cool. He thinks for a little bit, runs inside for a bit. He says, I'll be right back. Just give me a moment. And he comes out with like an old and dusty Pokeball. Okay. Um, he says, this belongs to my sister. She's not around right now, um, but I'm happy to get this, time, this guy some time out on the battlefield. He says, go, camera up. And then Ooh. out onto the field is a big, beautiful camel. Glorious. Yeah. Um, he says, my Pokemon don't know any rock type techniques, but this one certainly does. What moves does Trevor currently have? Uh, rock Blast, Harden, Sand Attack, and Headbutt. He says, okay. Are you interested in an offensive move or, or a defensive move? Probably more offensive. He says, all right. I got two moves that this camera up to your nose. And I want you to pick one, whichever one you think. Would be happy to teach this little fella rock slide. It shouldn't be an issue at all. We could also try to teach him stone edge. It might be a little bit harder. Up to you. I'll go rock slide. Okay. He instructs camera up to use rock slide. He says camera up to go. And camera up out of its humps summons a massive rock and shoots it off into the river and patiently looks at Trevor to do the same. Okay. Nature roll. I got a four. You got a four. Okay. Yeah. Um, Boldor creates a great rock for rock slide. 
That's like too much. It's too big and can't throw it very far. Um, and Vito says, that's all right. One more time, Trevor. I believe in you. Get, let him have another shot. <laughs> I got a six. Yeah. Trevor just can't figure it out. It's just not working. Vito says, you know what? You'll get it someday. But yes. for now, I think I have an easy move that we can just teach you right off the bat. If you are interested, it's not offensive. It was a defensive one I was going to offer, but I think you can just get this right away. Yeah, let's try it. Okay. He has camera up to demonstrate stealth rock and it will require a roll, but it should be pretty easy. Just just get a number. <laughs> Come on. This is so bad. Two. Two. No. Yeah, it's getting worse. <laughs> oh, Trevor's is too dumb. It's dude. not Trevor's day. It's just really not. Vito's like, oh, this little rock isn't having a good time, is he? Well, tell you what. And he, he runs back inside very quickly. And he darts back out and he has like a tiny little pamphlet in his hand. And he says, this here is, is the, the strategy for stealth rock. Uh, you can work on it with Trevor on a different day. Today's just not the day, but you know what? He'll get it someday. Absolutely. I appreciate yeah. it. Thanks so much. Uh, roll, roll something for the pamphlet. Either history or perception or investigation. Any of those. Oh, my God. Getting them all out of the way now. Um Roll perception that gives me a total of what seven seven yeah. um there's a guy on the front cover and uh, he looks kind of familiar but you don't <laughs> know from where okay i'll look at it again later it'll did come you, to me did yeah. you pre-roll your dice before session i did you warmed them up i did warm them up but we're oh. um Vito noticeably less impressed with trevor than solely but still believes in him says all right i can help out whoever's next uh, I... sure. Yeah, you. Can oh, go. unless you want to go. No, no, you go. You go. No, 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 you go. No, 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 no it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll send out uh the bird that attacked Symmetra that one time. This the swab blue, perfect. Symmetra seems like happy to see Patricia. Uh, Frostbite is not. Frostbite kind of growls a little bit. And okay, it, I growl back at Frostbite. Okay. You can roll for it if you want, but you don't have to. Uh, sure, I'll roll for it. Why okay. not? Do you like an intimidation or something? Okay. Yeah, it's a seven. <laughs> a seven. Okay, yeah, you're not very scary. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, yeah, Swablu hits the field. And he says, wow, this one's looking pretty tough. Look at its beak. And he walks up right up to Swablu and goes to like inspect her beak. Do you allow it? Uh, no, because that is the moneymaker. <laughs> do you say that yes <laughs> i got buddy that's a money maker he says oh wow okay i get it i totally understand i just thought it looked very unique not many swablus have a beak that's so hooked he says all right what kind of technique are you trying to learn here uh i don't know man what you got well what moves do you have uh i have dragon dance peck disarming voice and sing he says, it seems like you could use a better flying type move than Peck, huh? Probably. All right. He runs back inside <laughs> for something. Who knows what? <laughs> you can hear him murmuring and you can hear the murmuring of an old woman back to him. And then you can hear like her make a happy sound. He comes back out with another dusty Pokeball. He says, this belongs to my late father, Victor. Come on out, Swellow. And then there's a beautiful blue and red bird that pops out. He says, I think... If your little Swablu is ready, and I think it is because of how it looks, it's time for it to learn Brave Bird. Oh, hell yeah. All right. He instructs Swallow to use Brave Bird. It flies super high into the sky in an instant, in a blink. 
It's been in that Pokeball for a while, but it does not care. Goes through the sky and then just dashes straight down, right almost right before it hits the earth, the sandy pitch of the battlefield, and then it swoops up and flies out. He says, you think that your little Swablu can do that? Uh, yeah. Give it a shot. Oh, that's a plus two. Oh, that's a plus two for Schmidt. What is it for Patricia? That's a minus two for Patricia. Okay. If I crit, does the minus two still apply? No. <laughs> okay, I crit. Yeah, <laughs> that's freaking sweet. Um, kind <laughs> kind of like Soli, maybe a little less confident just because of the modifier, just a little bit. Um, Swablu dashes into the air in almost parallel speed to Swellow and copies the move perfectly. Does not strike Swellow, but stops right in front of Vito's face perfectly with its fluffy little wings. As a reward for your crit, uh, you could have a fifth move, but I also want to grant you a level up. So it's Brave Bird or level up or you will get Brave Bird. And it will erase Peck, no matter what, unless you okay. get an extra move. <clears throat> or you can be level 7 and get Brave Bird. Uh, I'm down with level 7 and Brave Bird. Cool. I like that choice. Patricia is so vibing with Swellow. They are, like, really going at it. And Patricia has now become uh, the most powerful Pokemon in the party, besides maybe Frostbite. Vito says, well, last but not least, what you got, little lady? Uh, I'm going to have Cabbage. Uh go forward okay you i'm assuming the cabbage is already out probably following you around correct yes okay mm -hmm. cabbage makes an appearance and Vito says oh wow i haven't seen this species before what's its name oh it's a milsery oh, okay. uh, her name is cabbage cabbage beautiful i'm assuming this is a fairy type and he inspects her closely you would be correct he says, all right, what kind of moves does it know? And is there any kind of technique, offensive or defensive, you're trying to learn? Maybe supportive. Yeah, um, it has Draining Kiss, Dazzling Gleam, Sweet Scent, and Fake Tears. Hmm. He says, I'm not great at fairy types, but I'll do my best to teach a move. Or maybe you want to learn a move that isn't a fairy type move. I don't know. Yeah, a move that isn't a fairy type move could be cool. Okay. He um, grabs a book out of his pocket, flips through it really quickly. He says, I have a little regional Hoenn Pokedex here, and we don't have many fairy types, but there is one that I've seen quite a bit of, and its name is Curlia. So I'm going to try and see if it gets any moves that might be helpful for your friend here. He says, ah, yeah, this one could work. Uh, would you want to learn Mystical Fire? Absolutely. He says, awesome. Now, greeted at the door, rather than him running inside, the old woman, all hunched over, all wrinkly face, smiling face, um, throws out a Pokeball that's on top of her cane. And out comes a Meditite. It hits the ground, and it floats right after hitting the ground. It like, does a little bounce, and its legs are crossed. And it's in a meditative pose, and its eyes are closed. And she simply waves her hand, and he summons forth a ball of fire that shoots forward and then splashes into the river. It is now Cabbage's turn to attempt it. Okay, gonna roll. 16. 16, that's good enough. Uh, Milsery sees the attack, and for some reason, Fire and Fairy are usually not very complimentary types, but Cabbage just kind of gets it. Cabbage is like, yeah, okay. Summons a little ball of fire and shoots it out. Um, you may choose which move you want to delete for it. I think I'm going to get rid of Sweet Scent. Fair enough. The old woman who rarely gets out of her seat, takes great interest in Milsery. 
She is just standing there and squinting from very far away, and her eyes are already very wrinkly closed, and she says, Hmm. That's a really lovely fairy you have there. Thank you. I think so, too. Uh, Vito says, I think that's about all I have in me, and he kind of looks at Symmetra, and he's like, maybe you come back some other time? And she's like, oh, that's fine. Yeah, we're not much battlers anyways. And Weavile's like, nods um, in agreement. And he says, well, where are you travelers off to? I know that there's a big commotion in, uh, in Mauville just the other day. Are you trying to get out of there or something? In a way. Yeah, just in a way. To uh, yeah. Lava Ridge right now. Yeah, we have this destination in mind anyway, so. He says, oh, Lava Ridge, there's not many people visiting these days. The old woman behind him, who you assume is his grandmother, um, she speaks up a little loud for an old lady, and she says, are you all familiar of the tale of the two lovers? And Vito says, not again, Vicky, what are you doing? And she goes, I want to hear the story. (laughs) I also would love to hear the story. (laughs) She says, hush, child. Now, legend has it that the unique twin-peaked shape of Mount Chimney's volcanic crater tells the tale of two lovers. Each of these peaks represents a couple in love whose passion was the source of heat for the volcano. My mother always told me this story. She'd always say something like, ah, to be in love again as those two are now. I wonder if that story has anything to do with how Mount Chimney is not producing heat lately. Maybe Hohen's heart is in fact broken. And she looks kind of sad. She says, no matter. Thank you for listening. And she kind of slowly trudges back inside with her king and recalls her meditate. Vito says, well, I I, I wish you best on your journey. And uh, here, um, take some supplies. And he gives each trainer two super potions and a green berry, which Cindy can identify as a lum berry. You all get one of them. So please add that to your inventory. Vito says, I wish you the best on your travels. I got a little cousin who's uh, on his way in that direction. If you see him, say hi for me. Uh, He's about yay tall and he puts his hand up to about his shoulder he says, he's got blue hair. His name's Vince. Let me know if you see him. Have we come across to Vince before? Blue I was going to say, I feel like that name sounds familiar. That does sound familiar. Was that the Dragonair go fight guy? Are you asking amongst yourselves? Are you wishing to make a check? Are you asking Vito? I am asking amongst yourselves. That's what I was thinking of. Can we make we a check? amongst yeah. ourselves after he says this. You can do like a history for that, right? Absolutely. I'm going to roll a history for that. Okay. I want to know. The way that I just got a nat 20. <laughs> Amazing. For that. Elodie. Deep in thought about wondering if you've met Vince before, you turn your head to the right from a, around the door of the Winstrate Estate, and you see those two mighty dark oak trees. Down towards the bottom of them are like small little dents and further up the bark facing on the north face of the wood are deeper and deeper holes in the wood. In your mind's eye, you can picture a muscular tank top wearing blue haired man named Vince as a young child punching the tree every day as he grew older and older, eventually joined (laughs) by two blue snaky dragons that would slap the tree the whole time saying power, confidence, fortitude, strength. (laughs) God. <laughs> and you now realize that Vince is the cousin of Vito. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> wow. Oh my god. Yo, you, 
Yeah, we have met Vince already. He seems focused. Energetic. Energetic. That's a good word. Vito says, heck yeah, he is. One day I wanted to be the champion of the Hoenn region, but I am sure that Vince is going to be. He's actually on his way to Meteor Falls. We have old family there, part of this tribe called the Draconids. I'm, I'm not really sure how that goes, but they're doing this annual thing where they're trying to find the Master of Dragons, and he thinks it's him, and you know what? I think it's him, too. So that's where he's off to right now. So if you see him, let me know. We're kind of headed that towards that direction anyway, so that works out. Yeah, Symmetra sounds interested. She's like, oh, I'm going there as well. And Vito is just glowing. He's just very happy that he had a successful move teaching session, met some cool travelers, and they know his favorite cousin. <laughs> He says, well, if there's anything else I can help you with, let me know. But otherwise, I guess this is where we part ways. Thank you so much. No, thank thank you. you for your help. Of course. And he goes in the door where his grandmother came from and it is quiet. Happy trails mm-hmm. heading north again. You are kind of bookended on either side from rocky cliffs that are very tall. As yep. you march uphill, they Somehow. meet at a point, a very narrow point where probably like only one or two people could squeeze horizontally. And there are two massive boulders in the way off to the side. There's a man who is clearly a black belt. That is how he looks. He's wearing a black headband. And he is standing there, just staring at the rocks, and he's flexing and kind of grunting a little bit. What do you do? Oh, you trying to learn how to move those rocks? <laughs> he didn't hear you come up. He turns his head and he says, Yes, I'm very, very good at karate. And he looks at the rocks and he says, I'll show you! And he brings his hand down in a karate chop on that boulder. And uh, right as it connects, he lets out a scream. And the boulder seems to be completely impervious to attack. And he says, I just have to try again. And he's gearing up for another attack. And he says, my name is Steven. I am the greatest karate master. And he goes in with a kick. And you hear a crunch as his foot connects with the rock. And he goes, Ugh. what? what is your response to this? Oh, let me try. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, go for a karate chop similar to what he did. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're going to do the same thing. Yeah, roll a strength. This so one. it's strength, athletics, and does my ability kick in for modifying terrain? Yeah, you're right. Great point. Go for it. Okay. We get uh, 13. 13? Hey, 13's pretty good. Um, yeah. You have a pretty massive boulder in front of you, but because of how skilled you are with messing with rocks and adapting terrain, you put a little cleave in the upper third of it. It is not shattered. It is not moved. But like this is a large boulder and you put a dent yeah. in it. Um, Steven is very impressed. He says, oh, and he kneels down really quickly and he says, Master, please teach me your ways. I've been doing this for a long time, son. <laughs> long time. What I recommend, though, instead of using your hands, maybe get a tool. Pulls out pickaxe. OK. And then we're going to try it again. <laughs> yeah. Roll above a five. Uh, rolled another 13. Okay, roll a d20. Rolls are terrible today. And an 8. 8? Okay. Um, you bring the pickaxe down on the boulder, and doing as it is designed to do, it bursts open. Um, as you do so, from deep within the boulder come a whole bunch 
of little orange crab Pokemon scurrying about. They seem startled and scared. Do you do anything about this? Can I identify what those crab Pokemon are real quick? Um, yes, you do so automatically. They are, in fact, Dwebble. You are familiar of them because your wife has one named Penelope. Yeah, it's Dwebble. Yep. Oh, it is always Dwebble? Is this a home? <laughs> uh, Karate Master Steven is surprised. He says, oh, crabs, my greatest enemy. And he starts to <laughs> run into the river. No, it's okay. <laughs> Stay, it's fine. <laughs> They're just Dwebble. They're scared. It's fine. By same, are you also running to the river, Elodie? Oh, no, no, that okay. was a joke. Okay. Just yes. It appears that there's six of them, and they are all confused and scared and just kind of scurrying in a circle. You destroyed their home. It was in the way. I don't... <laughs> it was in the way. True. Maybe, maybe not park your home in the middle of a path. I don't know. It seems kind of dumb real estate. Um, how can I console them? Give them a new home? Oh, true. Hold on. Is there is there space like off to the side that I can give them like a new space to work with? Sure. Potential? Yeah, there's a big ass cliff. Um, oh, cool. Uh, I'm going to use Toidal and make a use like a, and Trevor together. They're going to use like Rock Blast and Rock Tomb to like construct like some new space for them to okay. habitate. Yeah, dude, make some rolls for that. You can do the partnership role kind of thing. That's a D8, right? uh yes yes yeah. yes oh two sixes oh geez <laughs> yeah. perfect co-op that is the perfect co-op with their powers combined carve out a similar size enclosure just into the cliff one might argue it's more safe um the dwebble all witness this and they all scurry inside very gleefully Um, there is one that is trailing behind a little bit and it can't quite get into the hole. He has a shell that's different from the, all the, all the other ones, instead of like a granite looking shell, it is mineral colored and, or it's has a mineral sheen to it and it's red and he's struggling to climb up the wall. Uh, just go up and try to help him up. Okay. You, uh, roll a Pokemon handling actually. Yeah. Uh, 15, 15. Cool. Um, he trusts you inherently as you pick up the little crab with a heavy kind of gemstone shell and you place him into the hole. And that's that. If that's all you want to do, Steven is gone. Steven, uh, he, you can see him out in the river and he looks embarrassed and wet and scared and just watching with envy as you have done what you've done. Um, that one that was struggling. Can I feed it something? I- Give him a little reward. Sure. He's doing his best. Take him with you because he's special. Yeah. You should take him with you. I'll give, I'll give him Lauren Barry. I'm like, hey, you seem pretty cool. You want you want to try to come? <laughs> okay. Do another Pokemon handling. Okay. Big die. Not twenty. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. What do you think Dwebble does in response to that? Um, you, you don't have to have something, but if you do, let me know. Yeah, I don't really have anything. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, you propose the question in the berry, and uh, Dwebble just ignores the berry and crawls onto your hand and up your arm. Oh! Um, doesn't even take the berry. You still have it in your inventory, and Dwebble seems keen on joining you. Sick. All right. Very uh, cool. You are welcome to attempt to capture or just let him vibe on you. That's also a good thing, too. Um... I'll put him inside of I'll put him inside of like I'll I'll give him a premiere ball, but then I'll let him out to just vibe. Okay, 
you do that. There is no catch DC or anything. Your crit makes it a guaranteed capture, and you now have a Dwebble on the team. Congratulations. Um, what is your inventory like as far as Pokemon? You've been in your overalls, right? So yeah, Bean is in my overalls, and then I have my party Liz, Toidal, and Trevor. Okay. At this moment, your Pokeballs all wiggle. One of them has to be eaded into cyberspace. All right, we'll send Liz back. All right. Liz the Shuckle. Mm-hmm. You tap the ball, and it leaps upwards and vanishes. You assume that it is safe in the PC. Um, as you, I'm assuming we're all done in this area, correct? The rocky uh, place. Does anyone want to make any checks? Interact with Steven. Steven looks fine. <laughs> yeah, Steven can handle his own thing. All right. As you move past the blocked area to your left and your right, the rocky cliffs kind of open back up horizontally. You're now in a, in a more lush valley area. There's a handful of berry trees that are blooming. There are patches of tall grass surrounding a trickling body of water, perhaps the same stream from outside the wind straight home. You hear a rustling in the grass. Wild Pokemon are among you, and there are people who are in casual athletic gear who are going on a run. Do you do anything in this area? Harvest some berries. Okay. Uh, Give me a berry harvest roll. I just rolled another nat 20. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, you You're do that. You're on a roll. Um, you, you go to pick the berries, and there's one that's like a little out of reach, um, but it seems like a really good berry from what you know, and you kind of perch yourself on, on a branch to pluck the berry, and as you do that, a sleeping bird falls out of the tree, hits the ground dazed. It is white and red and yellowish in color, and it has a little bit of black on its face. It is confused and startled. I don't know what it is. Can I roll to see if I can discern what Pokemon it is? Yeah, absolutely. Or just gather any attributes about it. I rolled a 19. You have a pretty good idea, but this is another situation where I will volunteer Elodie to pipe up because she is familiar with this Pokemon because she has seen it all over Kalos. It is in fact a Fletchender. Firebird. 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 It, Would it be inhumane to throw a Pokeball at it while it is dazed and confused on the ground? <laughs> Have you played Pokemon before? <laughs> I do it. Okay, throw the ball. Roll, roll the ball. Yeah, I got a two. A two? Unfortunately, that isn't quite enough. Um, you throw the ball and it shakes once, and Fletchender breaks free. And it is, it in fact, looks less confused, and now it is aggressive. And it will go for a little blast of ember towards your direction. <laughs> and it gets a natural one. So it um, it opens its beak and goes and go shoots a little bit of ember and it just falls straight onto the ground. It looks like a, the bird spit or something. Um, everyone can do some stuff. We're not going to roll initiative, but if you have any ideas on how to defuse the situation, uh, I'll cut in. OK, Schmidt sees a bird um. and says it's my time to shine. I'm going to say Patricia's still out. Like, I never recalled Patricia. Okay. And I'm going to have Patricia try to sing. Okay. Give me that sing check. You're the one that gives me that sing check. Oh, true. Right. (laughs) That's how that works. Yeah. It's an eight. It's an eight. Rolled a nine. Damn. Pretty pretty close. Um, Patricia lets out a beautiful song, as Patricia does, but it just doesn't phase this Fletchender. Um, Fletchender will take this moment to try to launch out another Ember. Um, and gets a 7, which 
uh, does not break the armor class of Patricia. Um, anyone else who is not Schmidt or Fletchender can attempt a thing currently. Let's roar. Is that a... Um, uh, okay. It's make a wisdom save. Okay. 13 DC. Uh, could you read me the description of roar again? Target up to three opponents within 15 feet of you. Opponents that can hear you must make a DC 13 wisdom save. On a fail, the creature is frightened and forced to move away from the user in a straight line. They are frightened until the they can succeed on a wisdom save. Okay. And he says DC 13, of, right? Yes. You're trying to scare it away? I, I don't want to scare it away. I just want to scare well, That is exactly what Roar does. <laughs> well, like in description. I'm happy to roll it. it this, this is up to what Cindy wants. If it's running away, can I throw a Pokeball at it while it's running? <laughs> You'll have one chance. Okay. Uh, maybe I'll do Quick Attack instead. Okay. You can roll to hit that. <laughs> 14. Hit. Oh. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll say that 14 connects. Feels. You can roll your damage. A 1d6. Three damage. Three damage. A nice little chip. Yeah, I think it's YOLO time. Yellow time. Let's it's see. Gonna eat a premier ball at it. Okay. That's an eighteen. You throw the premier ball. It launches through the air and lets off that sat- satisfying like whistle sound when you get a, a good catch in a Pokemon game. It ensnares the Fletchender. Falls to the ground. It wiggles once and twice. You caught Fletchender. Nice job. Welcome yeah. to the team. This is the first Pokemon that was contentious as far as type specialty, but it seems Schmidt has one out. You have. And he sticks her tongue out at him while he's not looking. Okay. Pokemon trades are a thing. I just want to mention that if you are desperate. You have Quacko with you, who has a unique situation. You mm-hmm. have um, Patricia and Jessica and Richie. Yep. So it's wiggle ball time for you. <laughs> That's a weird thing to say. Um, <laughs> your your uh, your Pokeballs. You notice that they all wiggle as if you need to make a decision here. Um, hmm. We're headed to Jagged Pass. Mm-hmm. Lots of rocking fire type Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Don't think I want to get rid of Jessica. Uh, yeah, we'll send the Fletchlinger back. Okay. <clears throat> Your newly caught Fletchender re- returns to the PC. And uh, you have caught the attention of a couple of the joggers. And they're still jogging, but they're just kind of looking at you guys. Just, mm, all right. In the little watch. Smith's his tongue out at Cindy when she's not looking. As like a response? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> perfect. I like the, the rivalry with the fire flying type. That's great. You find yourself at a crossroad at the northern end of the route as you move past here. Directly ahead of you, once again in like a narrow cliff passage, you can hear and see a howling sandstorm. Seems quite vicious. The visibility does not go very far. To your left, you see a signpost that says Route 112. And there's a you can see the foot of Mount Chimney and a series of cliffs and some tall grass. You can also see a cable line running from a corner on the right that goes to the top of Mount Chimney. What does the party think of this moment? Looks I'm cool. The sandstorm. <laughs> Time to <What>? eat. <laughs> We're eating to the sandstorm? I, I thought we have to go left. Yeah, we gotta go. I thought we have to go to go Route 112. Yeah, we're not going that way. I mean, you could if you want to. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't want to. 
just we 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 look at it and we say ah memories of a previous life and then we move <laughs> on. You hit up Route One Twelve. Uh, it's a little bit more forested, and again, the foliage here is quite lush. You can only assume that is because, again, the volcanic soil is very rich. So despite this being a generally warm area, you can tell that some of these plants are a little tropical. It's not particularly warm. It's probably like 50 degrees Fahrenheit. It's almost on the chilly side with the mountain breeze. Um, you find yourself in a patch of grass with some rustling bushes around. Directly in front of you to the west is a series of small hills that leads into what looks like a small town. And then to your right, there is the foot of what can only be Mount Chimney, a very tall volcanic mountain. There's a little cave up a series of steps, and there is what's is kind of like a ski lift that seems to take people up the mountain. What do you do? We, we, we could stop in Lava Ridge first, or we could just yeet straight to the Jagged Path. Well, I feel like oh, does the, the falls are also near the Jagged Path, oh, right? Oh, true. Well, I think the falls are past Lava, Lava Ridge. Ridge. Or no, I'm wrong. Let me lay this out for you. Mount Chimney. To the south, Lava Ridge. To the east, the desert. To the north, Fall Arbor. To the west, Meteor Falls. That's all central to Mount Chimney. It's like a perfect compass there. Mm -hmm. Um, Access to Meteor Falls is pretty difficult unless you're coming from the north or the south. You totally can cut through Lava Ridge and cut through like the mountain like kind of jungle, but it is not made for people. Okay. So in other words, Lava Ridge is probably not recommended. No, I'm sorry. Meteor Falls is not recommended. Um, you could get to Lava Ridge. That's fine. You can get to Lava Ridge. That's just fine. You yeah, can get to Mount Chimney. Lava Ridge to get to like, cause then we split off from Lava Ridge. It doesn't seem like that's the way it's going to work. Right. Right. Alternatively. Um, I mean, you could still go to Lava Ridge. I, well, I'm not going to give you directions on your journey, but from the top of Mount Chimney, you can go to Fall Arbor. You can't go to Meteor Falls from the top of Mount Chimney. There's no convenient yeah, you way. Really about this. There's no, no. They're all kind of equally distant. Okay. So there's no like optimal path. Sure. So there's nothing. That, what is in Lava Ridge? Anyway, there's no gym. Hot springs. True. Lava cookies. Um, Cindy would know that there is a gym. In Lava Ridge. Um, I thought it got moved. Uh, the one from Marvel got moved. Marvel got moved. This okay. is correct. Because yes. Marvel suffered a terrorist attack. Yes. Ouch. Wow. You know, as it does. They need to suck it, it up. Like, they could have stayed. Really. <laughs> I mean, Watson's <laughs> like in a wheelchair. I don't know. Um, I mean, he's still got hands. My man needs to retire. Like, <laughs> there's got to be someone else in the city that's like, it's a big city. Like, they could just bring in somebody and be like, hey, you're pretty good. But if you want details I'm, on Loveridge, you could ask Cindy and she could make a role if you want. Yeah, let's get details on Loveridge. I know, like, from previous discussions with other NPCs and stuff that we know that the, the springs have been kind of a mess, right? Mm-hmm. If I I rolled a three for information about Lava Ridge. Okay. Cindy can only remember what has been discussed recently. Um, That being that it's generally a popular tourist spot, but because those hot springs aren't hot, people aren't really going there. Lukewarm springs are not as fun. Yeah. And we have the option to take the ski lift. So that was a thing that you noted. It's there. You can check it out. Yeah. Let's let's do. Do you guys want to check out the ski lift? 
It'll yeah, sure. Chimney. I, think, uh, I don't know. Hmm. Maybe yeah, we'll set the town. You want to, you want to see the town? You want to get a lot yeah, of Yeah. Maybe okay. get the gym up. Yeah, sure, the gym we'll, might be a good idea. Check it out then. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. Go there. Sam is vibing. Sam is in for the ride. She acknowledges that there isn't really a convenient way to get to Meteor Falls. It's yeah. it's the top part of the continent. Like, there's no easy way to get there. So she's happy to just hang out with you guys. Um, as you march forward, you hear the sounds of a screaming sad child. Oh, no. I request a D20 from Elodie. I got a 10. You approach this child. And he's very sad. He says, Ampo, no, Ampo, come back. And off in the distance, you can see a fluffy sheep Pokemon that is running up the steepest cliff of Mount Chimney. Falling behind it is a tiny, like slightly humanoid shaped creature that is teleporting and shooting little psychic beams at it. And the kid is saying, Ampo, please, Ampo, please come back. I can't do this without you. And there's a sheep that's going, bam, and is very scared. What do you do? We got to save this sheep. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. How do you intend um, to do that? Am- or, um, this kid is looking at you very expectantly. Right. Oh, goodness. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, no plan. I'm... No plan. Full send. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna. Can I like start kind of like running after it and like tell Cabbage to go for like a dazzling gleam towards the like creature that's attacking it? Sure, you can totally do that. Um, roll to hit the dazzling gleam, or is that a save? It's been a while since we played. I believe that is a save. Okay. One second. Actually, I need to do, do a calculation. <laughs> It, it's it's because it's based on um, charisma, so Milsery excels at that. Right. Whoa. That's just such a wild, like, everything. Yeah. One, it's not, like, an attacking move. <laughs> Dazzling Queen? Oh. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's got some D&D kind of stuff. I forget yeah, what, what spell it's based on, but there's, a, there's like, a, a bard spell that's, like, distracting lights, which is, like, very similar. Yeah, yeah. That's what I figured, but it's just, like, a very interesting shift yeah um they do in fact fail the save please describe the effects and roll for um damage. did they fail by five or greater no they rolled an 11 no okay so i will then roll for damage onto it okay 15 damage oh wow be. okay milstreet's busted what the hell <laughs> um <laughs> and is there there's a blind effect as well right no that's when it's a fail that's by only five if more. it fails by five or more yeah. okay. but i mean it's pretty. They're twinkling lights. Yeah. A very impressive looking fairy type attack comes out of Milsery and damages this strange bipedal creature that's chasing the sheep. And um, they kind of split their attention now to Milsery as well as the sheep. The sheep is still running. It's buying and doing something that some hooved animals do, which is basically climb vertical walls. It is just yeah, like, I, was I was like, this sounds like when goats climb on like dams. No. And- yeah. The kid they continues to scream. He says they want to they must obtain the mineral. <laughs> he says, Ampo, come back. Ampo is probably a good, like, 40 feet away from the kid. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Uh, Why did I get rid of Sweet Scent? Oh, no. <laughs> the price has been paid. Was, like, man, Sweet Scent would have been pretty sick. Man, that would have been nice. I'll sing it. Rolling the same save. What's the range on that? You can move into range. It's fine. 
won't matter. It's 30 feet, yeah. Okay. Um, the creature rolls a natural 19. I am so sorry. <laughs> um, it is impervious. It's hard out here for a pop star. True. <laughs> Symmetra True. nods. She's like, yeah. yeah of course, yeah. <laughs> um, great. Uh, anyone else? I'm making an initiative based on volunteer. So right now it's Elodie and Tishmit. Okay, I guess I will rock tomb it. Okay. Turtle. Yeah, you said turtle. DC strength fifteen. Okay. Yeah, they roll a four. Ooh. Okay. Rock tomb connects. Tell me what happens. Uh, take rock damage. Oh, they just get trapped or restrained. Have to make a strength save tech. Oh, each turn. Right. Yes. So there was. So so they can't move. Uh, eight damage. Yeah, this little creature is straight up not having a good time. But I was gonna flamethrower at it with Soli. Okay. Why don't you do that first then? Okay. Uh, so it's a forty foot cone. Yep. This should hit. They are restrained, so they have disadvantage on their save. They need to make a DC fourteen deck save. Okay. Are we trying to kill it? Uh, it got a natural one. Well, we're trying to kill the thing that's attacking the sheep. Oh, got a nat one. Yeah, so you. Uh, so it's burned because it failed by more than five. Okay. And that is two d ten plus five of damage. Ten damage. You perfectly knock out this creature. It is smushed in these rocks, and it has excess for eyes. Poor um, little guy. Ampo, is still running, and the kid is still screaming. But he needs to calm down Ampo. If only we had a sweet scent. Oh my god. Does <laughs> Cabbage able to use any sort of like... I mean, like she like inherently can probably use some sort of... What's Cabbage's ability? Sweet like, smelling. Persuasion is inherent to Cabbage's abilities. And I'm happy to create a custom check based on what you come up with. Okay. Can I, can I quickly yell to the kid, What is Ampo's favorite food? The kid is pretty distressed right now, so I'm just going to make sure that he can tolerate this kind of question. <laughs> tolerate. Sends him down a spiral. Yeah. No, he rolled pretty well. He, When it comes to his best friend, he is willing to deliver information. He says, grapefruit. Ampo loves grapefruit. Okay. Can I try to have Cabbage emit some sort of grapefruit scent to persuade Ampho to approach our direction instead yep. of running? <laughs> Roll it. I like it. Okay. Then I believe that would be a 13. Ampo turns around to face the party a good ways up the cliff. Um, they smell the grapefruit and Ampo is very enticed. As Ampo goes to make a step, it seems like it doesn't really know how to get down. <laughs> and it just bleats in sadness as it wants the grapefruit, but it can't really go anywhere but up. Hey, we knew a trainer with Pokemon that could fly. Yo? Dog, like, all my Pokemon are babies. Yeah, but all your Pokemon could carry a little sheep. Like, like all of them, maybe, but I don't know. Team lift. Team (laughs) lift. Oh, the team lift. How high is Ampo? Uh, about 40 feet, 45, really. Pretty much just vertical cliff face. I'm thinking, strategizing. Because Ampo's walking on, like, parts of, like, the rock face, right? Yeah, but they're not anything that, like, a normal creature can probably stand on most of the time. Right. 
But if I like rock blast it into the wall to make new steps. Yeah. You cool. could definitely do that. Um, it might require some dexterity, kind of like the roof building. Uh, it's a little volatile, so if your aim isn't good, it might be bad. Yeah, it might be a little too hard for uh, for Trevor here, who is uh, not very dexterous. Right. You um, definitely try. Well, yeah, I, I, I can like, make the rocks, but I can't like put them into the thing successfully. I'm trying to think of some kind of combo attack of like, where yeah. maybe like Trevor hucks rocks at Quacko, and then Quacko like baseballs them into place with the leak. That would be pretty sick. Could be cool. Um, yeah, we can try that. Okay. Okay. Let's do the teamwork roll. Um, I will request a D10 because these two Pokemon don't normally work well together. But sure. let's let's do that thing. Okay. So, so each of you roll a D10, and you want it to match as close as possible. Yeah, as close as possible. Okay. I rolled a five. I got a seven. That's you know yeah. what? That's pretty, pretty good. It's pretty dang good. Yeah. yeah. Um. With their combined efforts, Quacko and Toidal make kind of a stone staircase into the mountain. Um, this very much startles Ampo, and it does kind of shake the cliff face a little bit, so they have to roll to stay on with their hooves. They succeed. Cool. Um, so Ampo is now up there, and leading by its nose, is trying to descend the rock face. The kid that you're with is running up there. Very excited. He says, Ampo, please come back. Ampo, I love you. You know, he's very, <laughs> very, he wants his sheep friend. Um, yeah, obviously. Ampo does not seem as interested in the kid as it does the grapefruit smell. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, oh, that's my bad. <laughs> too good. Too enticing. I'm just going to do one more dex check to see that. Uh, Ampo can do this successfully, unless any of you have any ideas that you can help Ampo down the rocks. Should I, like, have Patricia, like, grab onto Ampo and just kind of, like, be a parachute? You totally could. I don't think Patricia could carry it, but I definitely think you could, like, help break a fall. You know? Okay. Yeah. Uh, roll a charisma check for that. Charisma. You, now you make two rolls. Charisma followed by strength. Charisma followed by strength. Well, in, uh completely aligning with or i guess not aligning with my stats but in in a very schmidt fashion uh nail the charisma check uh-huh a uh, strength check is a four okay um patricia flops over to ampo to help it descend the mountain um ampo is delighted by another fluffy pokemon's presence and does not seem to mind at all that she is so close to ampo um patricia digs her talons into ampo's fluff and decides it is so comfortable that it will not lift and just perches there and closes its wings. Okay. It's hard out here for a pop star, y'all. Yes. It is hard out here for a pop star. After a little bit, Ampo descends, and the small child hugs Ampo in delight. Uh, Patricia is still on top of Ampo. Um, he is now crying tears of joy, and he goes up to Schmidt. He says... Thank you, sir, for all of your help. And he hands you some items. I'm going to type them to you. And if any of the other players want to know what they are, they either have to ask or roll a check to see if they can see what's being handed. All right. So, well, I have to say them out loud for the listeners. So I'm actually going to deafen you guys for a little bit. He hands you two small blue candies. Oh, a curved magnet. 
and a lustrous blue scale. Blue scale. Do I know it? Okay. Damn it. They were still eh. Okay. Does anyone in the party wish to peek, perhaps, over what was given to Schmidt or ask or do anything? Yeah, I'm going to ask. Okay. <laughs> Schmidt, what you got there? You know, not much. Um, I'm going to show him. What was the third thing you said? Uh, you're going to tell them, so I'm assuming you want me to tell you. Uh, n- not the last thing and not the first thing that there was two of. Okay, yeah, a curved magnet. It seems like this kid just kind of, like, put his hands in his pockets and pulled out whatever was in there. Yeah. That's what, Yeah, I got this magnet. And that's all? Yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah? <laughs> that's all of it? Yeah, that's all of it. Um, you gotta insight that? I, yeah, I will grant everyone a perception check if they want to peek. You know what? Why not? I'm yeah. gonna try. Okay. I'm not. I got three. Okay. Um, Gimli, Gimli has no idea what was handed over. Oh, definitely just a magnet. for perception. I got a dirty twenty. Okay. Oh no. Okay. Um, crap. I don't even know what the last thing was. (laughs) Okay. Elodie, you see, uh, two little treats that are wrapped in blue paper. Also got handed over. Uh, Cindy. I got a 16 for perception. Oh, I thought you got a 20. Grace got the 20. Grace got the 20. Okay, so that's all the information that you get. You got the 20, Grace, right? Okay. Yes. Okay, you actually also saw a shiny blue scale. Ooh. That's everything. Okay. Cool. Everyone peeked what they were able to peek, and the kid seems very grateful, and he hops into the cave that you are standing in front of. Seems perfectly fine now that his sheep is back with him. Did we help the Pokemon that we knocked out? Yeah, there is like a crushed, deceased Pokemon in a tomb of rocks currently. So, <laughs> you take it to the Pokemon Center. Yeah, let's let's grab this little fellow. Okay, you're gonna scoop him up. Who's gonna carry him? I will carry him. It's pretty standard for me. Okay. Do we um, know what it is? You can yeah, find so out. What... Who wants to make a check? I rolled a 19 on the dice. That is, in oh, fact, no. a Ralts. You have seen it many times here in Hoenn. Oh, <laughs> oh. Um, oh okay. Yeah, this is an asshole Ralts just shooting at a sheep. He's just trying to farm. I can dude. fix him. He's just I trying to get his XP for Unite. Yeah. <laughs> He's trying to get I that level 6. Yeah. <laughs> I can fix him. That's so funny. Okay, so you're on the way to the Pokemon Center? Yeah. Okay. Gimli. <laughs> Make a perception check as you pick up this little Ralt. Okay. Time to not do well again. I got a four. A four? Okay. I'm killing it. Yeah. You, uh, you didn't notice a single thing. Of course. The party marches into Lava Ridge. There is a elegant, familiar building, which you recognize as a Pokemon gym. There's a building that says the right of learning. There happens to be one of those in this location as well. There's a Pokemon Mart. There's a shop that says Lava Ridge Herb Shop with fresh lava cookies as well. There is a hot springs kind of cobblestone section that also has like a mini beach appended to it where there are some people sitting in the sand. And there's a Pokemon Center. I think we should probably go to the Pokemon Center uh, and drop our, our friend here. Yeah. Okay. 
as you rush into the Pokemon Center to heal up your new friend and all of your other party members, that's where we'll end for tonight. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Dunsparce and Drampop. I always like to plug our socials and our Patreon at the end of the episode, but today I would like to suggest the single best thing you can do if you would like to support this podcast, and that is to share it with a friend. Think of someone you might know who enjoys Pokemon or D&D or both, or neither. While of course we'd love for you to join us on Discord and Twitter and our Patreon, we really appreciate spreading the word around and getting new people listening to the experience. So if you're able to do that for us, thank you so very much. If you do want our links, they're all at the same place as usual. That's linktree slash Dunsparce. And besides that, we'll see you next week. Another fairy Pokemon for Grace, potentially. Let's go. Please, I need this. I can fix it. My him. family needs this. <laughs> My family needs this. Another performer. Another member of the band. <laughs>